Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 142 of the Pico Sorelli podcast. Uh, where does the time go? Am I right? Flying, flying. Uh, I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, this week... Well, I mean, there's also, there's always raid stuff, right? We're, we're in raid progression. We're going to talk about that. But also, we have Brewmaster buffs, Brewmaster talent changes, Mistweaver buffs, Mistweaver talent changes. Uh, nothing for Windwalkers. You guys are just, like, good. So, yeah, accept fine. it. Um, so, yeah. One of the exciting things about that that I'm just going to, like, throw in here in the intro is that there is a lot of dooming about like pre pre expansion launch that they were gonna like dump these talent trees onto them and then we were gonna like never see any changes to them and we're looking at like Mistweaver talent changes, Brewmaster talent changes, Guardian Druids are getting talent changes, Druids are getting class tree changes, uh rogues are getting class tree changes. Um so they are actually like iterating on these, which work. is very good to see. That is like that is I don't want to give too many props for what should be the expectation, right? Because yeah. that should be the expectation. But it is so much better than what we got in previous expansions. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's like Blizzard came back to the office and they just started doing work this week. So they uh, mm -hmm. made tons of changes, tons of updates to the new PTR. So it'll be fun to go through all that for sure in a minute. But um, I guess first up is we can talk a little bit about uh, about raid progression. Typically, I go first, but why don't... Why don't you jump in and uh, right. how, how's your raid going this week? We did get Taros down last Sunday. Um, nice. It actually only took us like an hour. Um, so that oh, was nice. great. And we went to Sinarth and like had a few phase two pulls, but honestly just weren't quite prepped enough for Sinarth. We had, and this is such a hard balance, right? Of like how much energy do you put into the boss that you're currently on versus the next boss in line mm -hmm. and um i think last week we put probably too much into taros and we had basically solved it and just needed to like go back in with with a little bit you know be a little bit fresher not be coming in off a of farm a little bit more gear a little bit more you know just like in the zone um and weren't quite prepped enough for sinarth to really like we could have potentially killed it last sunday but we didn't um, and then this week, I think we actually might've gone a little bit in the other direction where we started looking like officers started looking at Kurog cause Kurog has a lot going on. Yeah. But then like we were posting about Kurog and I think some of our raiders started also looking more at Kurog nice. and not enough at Sinarth. Um, and so maybe a little bit in the other direction this week, but, uh, yeah. So then Friday this week, we had a reclear. And just lost a bunch of time on oh no on Razageth, heroic on Taros mythic. Um, those two combined probably took us an hour. Oh geez, okay, yeah, maybe not that bad, but it's like pretty close, especially like when you add in stuff like having to run out and reset the instance and everything after yeah. uh, after doing heroic. So that was not ideal. Um, but we are back on Sonarth. We had like an hour or something on Sonarth at the end of raid on Friday mm -hmm. and uh, had a bunch of rough pulls and then had a, like back to back 20% phase two pulls where we just like went into phase two with three DPS dead and need to go in with zero DPS dead and we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
so uh, that's that's tonight is back in on Sonarth, and then you know, fingers crossed, we get through that quickly and we get some first pulls on Karag. Nice, nice. That's a that's a solid yeah, it's solid week. Yeah, we had a we had a similar week where we got through. I mean, not a similar week, sorry, but we had a, we had a really good week. Farm was again really clean. They're all heroic. We're trying to finish off really just healer tier at this point. So um, we were I was talking we were talking before this twi- the 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 podcast, but I think we have one person remaining without four piece. Um, I got my four piece on the last boss we killed on normal. <laughs> So I got it nice. right right at the end. Nice. Um, so I got four piece this week, which was great. But no, um had a pretty easy clear and then spent um some time on Sonarth um on Thursday. Got a got a handful of pulls in. Or sorry, sorry, Wednesday or Tuesday. And then on Thursday we had basically the whole night to do it. And uh it's a it's a fun fight for us, or for me at least. Like I don't I don't mind it. I think the the dance is cool, the ice mechanic is interesting, um, the movement's fun. Um, but yeah, we had, uh, we had probably three or four sub like eight, 9% wipes. Um, oh, no. I, I, yeah, I got, got in with everybody up. I think the, the biggest issue is honestly the, the, I underestimated when we we're, when I was working on healing cooldowns, the dot damage. Yeah. So like <clears throat> that is like, honestly, the, the most it, it's, it hurts. Like you need more than just like a throughput cooldown or like you know, a rally, like there, there has to be, you have to double things up. So I was a little bit off there and we were also going into that phase, I think a little bit high HP uh, on the boss. Um, so we were phasing right around like the 42%, 41%. All right. Everybody does this differently. So I'm going to clarify. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, when you say phasing, do you mean the boss is like coming down and standing on legs is phasing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, going into like, like the final or whatever the final, whatever you want to call it, the on the ground phase, basically. Right. Because the like, whole floor size. There's like people, I've heard people call it phasing when they reach the top of the like final bridge. and the, But gotcha. the boss is still hanging in there and you have like an extra 30 seconds so you just get to like beat on the boss. Right, yeah. And so for, for us, I think we were seeing the boss come down um, at like 35 percent or something but then when we yeah, reach the top of the bridge the boss is still at like 42 45 percent it's yeah. just like then you sit there and you beat the shit out of the boss for 30 seconds until she actually comes down yeah no yeah for us she was coming down at like 41 which i think is like yeah i think you want to be around the 35 36 percent is like the the target to get that seven minute ish kill which yeah. is what we saw so yeah yeah no it was um but it was it's a fun fight like i i really really enjoy it um surprisingly enjoy it. I didn't think I'd like it, but I did have some, we had some fun. I don't know. We used the gate strategy. So like where you basically gate, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you gate the bottom of every stairs. And so we had a couple of pulls where our warlock just needed to get the other end of the gate in a different spot because like there'd be tornadoes running through. I think one pull, everybody gated into a tornado and like we lost like six or seven people off the side. Yeah. Um, Honestly, like, um, I feel like they need to do something about that bridge mechanic. Not need. Like, obviously, it's killable. It's yeah. just annoying and not fun. Like, so the, there's two pieces that go into the, the bridge not getting knocked off by a tornado when you gate. One piece is the gateway position. Uh, and one piece mm-hmm. is actually the timing of taking the gateway. And yep. it's, like, very specific. Uh, you pretty much take the gateway from the first one right after the chilling blast. 
And if you're late, you run the risk of getting bumped by a tornado. Um, on the second one, not on the first one. The first one is safe. Then on the second one, you take it basically as soon as you can. But if you took the first gate late, then your cooldown is still going and you right. have to wait. And then you get bumped by a tornado when you land. Um, right. So there is actually like some people there either have to wait at the bottom a little bit or just run up the yeah. bridge uh, in order to do that. Um, but uh, I was looking some at our setup polls from Friday and we were having a bunch of people, uh, melee specifically, take the gate like five seconds late on the first one, which was then causing problems on the second one where they would gate and land in a tornado and people were like, Warlock, please. And it's like, no, actually, you needed to <laughs> yeah. take the first gate faster so that you could take the second gate faster so the tornado wouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. And and we had some, I mean, not only like that's, that's an issue, but I think the other, the other thing about it is there's just some funny wipes where like, I remember like being late to one of the pull-ins. So I had to turn around and like roll out, but I was on, I was rolling into ice. So I rolled off the back of the platform. Oh, you rolled off the back. Yeah. I went off the back and like my raid leader was like, like a nah, knob, like you need to run, like just run against it. You just run against it. I was like, well, I know that, but I didn't die to getting pulled off the front. I rolled off the back, and, and like you're what? Like they just stop rolling. Um, I had oh one two. God. I was going up the stairs in a similar situation where I was late, so I was dodging around a tornado and went to roll. And I guess when I hit roll, it didn't move me as much as I thought I would. So I hit the tornado, but because I was in the roll animation, it didn't pop me up. It just sent me on the ice backwards and so i ended up at the bottom of the stairs after like i was basically <laughs> like your gates on cooldown you're at the bottom of the stairs i have oh, like no, no roll charges left i'm like well i'm just dead like i'm not living this um and so yeah i like waddled halfway up and died and again i was like did you get knocked off i'm like no i don't want to talk about what happened it just was not a good situation yeah um, um so the the momentum gain mechanic of the stairs or of the ice really does not like there's a whole whole extra mess of jank with roll for yeah. sure um there's also some fun stuff where there's a spot on the second set of stairs near the top near the like rock that's up there mm -hmm. that you can w key and gain momentum and reach it and then start getting sent backwards yeah that's awesome. And I don't know what that geometry is, but it is not right. Um, I have had that happen numerous times where I've had to be like, oh, no, no. And then like get knocked back into a tornado. And I'm actually okay because I'm a Death Knight and I have Death Advance going. Which, yeah. fun fact, okay, we weren't using Time Spiral on this last week, which was mm -hmm. a mistake. Um, not everybody gains a huge amount from Time Spiral, but enough people do. And it's a free enough point for evokers that we just like, we have two evokers in the raid, they alternate and it's great for me because that gives me death advance on every gossamer burst and every bridge that's awesome that is awesome so i am just like literally immovable i go yeah. where i want when i want and nothing can get my way because with with this events you can walk through a tornado and it doesn't move you oh really that's yeah awesome. you, you take damage from it you take yeah. if you like stay in it like if you're moving along with it um, you will continue to take ticking damage from it and it ticks really hard. So you, you can't like just ignore it, but, uh, yeah. you can just, if you need to, you can just like slide right through a tornado and be okay. Uh, death's advance is really good by the way. Um, I'm going to keep saying that cause like this tier, like, you know, Tumas Argarius is like all soak mechanics. 
yeah. this tier for tanks is just like all kinds of knockbacks and knockaways knockbacks, and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, that's a dance. That is awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, yeah, we had some really, really wild wipes, or really just people dying. And so, um, no, I, I fully enjoy it. We didn't, we didn't kill it, unfortunately. So we had a, you know, probably like four or five attempts, you know, sub that 10%, 8% mark. Um, we also had some people out. So we had like an alt DH oh, yeah. in. Um, oh, no. Because our, our main DH was out this week. And then the alt DH had connection issues. So they were offline for like two hours of attempts on Thursdays. Oh, no. So we're missing 5%. Um, yeah, we had some some weird tank. I don't know. the, the Some weird like just like DPS issues with like making sure the ads die on time. Plus yeah. like the tanks. Like I died to a blast because the tank thought the ad was going to die. So they moved into position. And as the ad was turning, it breathed. <laughs> and then breathed yeah. on me as I was behind it. So it was like... And so like weird, so weird stuff like that. We basically are our, our cutoff for what is probably going to be a wipe is like if the ad gets a second breath off, we're probably not healing through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a tough like the healing on it is like in burst, so it's not terrible, but it's um, yeah, it's a uh, the, the last phase, I think, is just the the worst one. Um, that and like the you gotta watch spiders at your feet. It's just I don't know. The the healer That's, in me hates oh that type of stuff, but we we had um so I'm playing Blood DK. I'm playing Abomination Slim, right? Abomination Slim does this thing where it grips all the little spiders onto you. Nice. Um and then they die because they're on top of the ad and they get cleaved and the melee get like triple hit and die. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I switched off of Abomination Slim, and the very next pull, we had two DPS die to the spiders, like standing under them and exploding. Yeah. It's like, you, I, it can't even be my fault anymore. <laughs> it cannot even be my fault. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have somebody, we have a, we have a melee that's like designated just to call like feet, like literally just say feet every time ads explode. Um, yeah. And the green pops up. But I mean, there's some wild, like, situations where like i'm moving to like the safe spot for the pullout and there's like or the pull in and there's like um like a tornado in the way plus i get to the edge of the ice someone kills an ad so like my momentum is now shoving me right where that ad's dying and exploding yeah i'm doing everything in yeah. my power to like dodge it um yeah. i don't know i the ice mechanic is i think it's cool i hope they don't reuse it next raid i don't think it's i think it's annoying enough that like if they used it again in the next raid i would hate it but like yeah. for now it's like novel enough where i'm like okay cool one fight seems cool yeah it's so. also so i know on like heroic and normal you can use the webs and things but on mythic you just completely ignore the spiderlings and the web mechanic like you just yeah. you, the webs are things that you avoid you don't stand in them you don't use them to negate the not the the pull or anything you just like don't it's just like two of the core mechanics of the fight just aren't part of the fight on mythic basically yeah. Um, or they're just like extra swirlies to dodge effectively. So that I think kind of sucks. Um, but I don't know how they get around that with how much damage everything else does. Like, because everything yeah. else does so much damage, adding the spiderling, like standing in the spiderling to clear your web stacks and stuff is just untenable. But then also running around with a permanent 35% slow is also untenable. So yeah. you just have to avoid both mechanics for the most part. And then you can clear the spiderling. Or not the web debuff with Tiger's Lust or Freedom or something like that. Yeah. Um, and not have to use the spiderlings. It's just like Yeah. So that that feels like a tuning miss resulted in you just like not using two of the core mechanics of the fight. 
which yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. But I for for the amount of like movement based stuff you have, I think it's a I'm okay with that, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, with everything else that's going on. So but but no, think, yeah. Sorry. I think the fight would have been more interesting if the strat were like, hey, the people who get webs like build a a, a wall that you get pulled into of webs, and then that's mm-hmm. like that's like way more interesting than just like run to the back and WQ gets the against the pull every time. Yeah. Yeah. Now that it would be it would be cooler that way, but I think um I'm okay with the fight as it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. okay. Obviously what they needed to do is just give Evoker a mass uh slow cleanse, preservation evoker specifically. Um God. and give it like a give it like a, you know, a two minute long cooldown, but it's reduced by twenty seconds every time that you dispel a slow effect. Um so dumb. And like, just, oh my god. Oh, does it also does it also negate like any sort of like movement physics? So you can just like also just walk on the ice perfectly normally during that? No, that's time spiral. They should have added that into time oh, spiral. God, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, they should have just added that into into time spiral. Give that hero class just everything. Love it. <laughs> um but no, I'm excited. We didn't kill it, but I hopefully we get it this week. We get some Kurag progress going and, and it should be it should be a good time. So I'm really I'm enjoying the, the raid so far. It's, it's not I am, that bad. I am too. Um honestly, this is this is a really good raid so far. Um it is nice that none of these early bosses have been like super complicated. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. there's no like we have yet to have an assignment week aura. Right? Yeah. We we have yet to have an assignment week aura for all of heroic, all of the first four of mythic. Whereas like last year, you know, you get four bosses into mythic and you're up to like three assignment week auras. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's been it's been cool that it's been a been pretty pretty chill. Pretty chill. So. Pretty chill. Yes. Oh. Ah, I see what you did there. We're on the spider <laughs> boss. It is pretty chill. Yes. Yes. Um, but that is enough about progression. We have some we have some hot fixes and uh and 10.0.5 changes that we are gonna get to. But first, uh there's some I guess technically also hot fixes, but changes that actually went live this week that we want to talk about first. Uh I was gonna do so the way I had it set oh, up was we're gonna do a, okay. a little bit of the 10.0.5 stuff first. Okay. Then okay. talk about all the hot fixes. And we can either do the because most of the hot fixes are sent around either Mythic Plus or Car- or classes. So right. So we can I'll do like you pick. 10 out of five, then like class changes and then like mythic plus changes. That works. That works. Um, so yeah, so 10 out of five, there was a couple of posts um, on things that are changing coming up in the next patch. So that is not things that are live this week coming up. This will be whenever that patch drops. And the biggest thing was, um, uh, I think it was, was it Holinka that put out this post? I forget who authored it, but, um, oh, so it was one of the community managers, but there was a large post on solo shuffle, which we haven't really talked about because it's, it's a PVP thing. But for those who are uninitiated, solo shuffle is basically solo arenas. It allows you to queue in with five other players. So it's six six people are basically in this solo shuffle. And you play six games. You play a game with each combination of players, basically. Um, I think it ends up being six, five or six games. And so you go through that whole thing with that same set of six. And if you win more than you lose, your rating goes up. And if you lose more than you win, your rating goes down. So it's still a rated arena match. um, And you get rewards for it just like the other ones. People are really high on it because it allows you to just like queue in and 
do arena with other people who want to queue in and do arena. And you, there's like a, you don't have to find a team. You don't have to find another set of people to do you it with. You don't have to go into like trade chat or general chat and like spam, like looking for arena partner. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it's great paper, great even in execution until people Someone started leaves. to exploit it. Right. And so this was the issue is that essentially what ends up happening is, is if you leave before the end of a match, the only thing you lose is current rating. You don't lose your MMR, which is MMR is what is used for rewards. So basically you could stay in and only win, only increase your MMR. And then if you think you're going to lose, you basically leave and then you only lose current rating. Current rating fluctuates much more quickly, but like you can lose 200 current rating and you can gain 200 current rating in two matches or two sets of solo. Right. Where MMR to do that is much more difficult. Um, MMR changes are slightly lower. For the uh, people that are left behind in the match, um, they gain and lose nothing. Exactly. So, especially for times when healer queues are very long, which is a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. Healer queues, sorry. Healer queues are short, but DPS queues are long because of lack of healers. There we go. Mm -hmm. Um, There is just a... um, like you spend like 30 minutes in queue for your match and then somebody leaves in round five and it's like, well, what am I doing this for? Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. So some of the announced changes are specifically about that. So if Mm -hmm. somebody leaves, um, rating gets calculated based on the number of rounds that were completed. Um, So basically, if you completed three rounds out of six, you will get like a pro-rated three rounds worth of rating change um so if you lost all three the way it looks like is you will it's like you lost all six but cut in half it's like you'll lose half the amount of rating that you would have lost if you went on to lose all six matches but if you won all three then you'll gain the half the amount of rating you would have for winning all six so like you get something for it it'll be a lot smaller like if you go to round five and you're rating is going to be like slightly less than you would have with the lever, but you will still get something for it. You'll you'll still like, if you're winning, you get your points and that's the important thing. Um, And then MMR values are also going to be actually displayed on the leaderboard now, which is something that wasn't there before. Uh, They just showed the current rating value. Um, This is uh, actually kind of a big change because this didn't used to be. I don't think it's ever been in the UI, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. This is like first time for that. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a big change. And I don't know the, we, I would need to talk to somebody that actually like does PVP to really understand the full like implications of that change. Um, mm-hmm. there's also for somebody that tries to leave a match, there's now like a five second timer that they have to sit there and then click it. So right, they can't like yeah. go into round six and like, as it becomes clear that they're going to lose round six, like slash AFK and instantly leave and not lose anything. They have to sit right. there for the like five second countdown, click the leave button, accept their penalty. Um, it looks like based on the screenshots, they're going to lose at least 150 uh, rating mm-hmm. um, and also get an escalating like no show debuff, which is basically like deserter for battlegrounds. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and. They have clarified players who leave excessively will be subject to account review and sus- and suspensions as abandoning matches repeatedly is a violation of the terms of service. So uh, 
get wrecked basically yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah no it's uh it's a good it's a good set of changes i think the people who i've spoken to that, that do pvp and enjoy it have are really high on note or, or sorry really high on um on solo shuffle so yeah it's um it's a cool it's a cool system and i'm glad they're making changes that i think most of the community have, have, have looking for and have wanted so um yeah so yeah. there's there's a few people in my guild that are just like have just done the solo shuffle grind just for funsies in between you know doing keys with guildies and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then some of the people that did the solo shuffle grind like they see each other talking about solo shuffle in guild and now they're also doing you know like oh, really? twos or threes right so that's cool and that's the kind of thing that can kind of grow organically out of the existence of a solo queue uh-huh where like you can do solo queue and you can get some some reps, get some some knowledge about the PvP format. Yeah. And then also find other people that are doing the same thing and then take that and go like, okay, we're gonna go do, you know, rated twos now. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is awesome. So so yeah, so yeah, no, there's lots of I think everybody has been really high on those changes to solo shuffle. So that'll be that'll be cool. Um to uh to go through or to once they get to play. And that's a ten dot five thing um that's coming in so um i guess the other sort of hot fixes that aren't 10.0.5 specific but there's been a bunch of trinket hot fix i guess yeah um in terms of items so um a bunch of mythic plus trinkets had their damages that da- sort damages their damage increased so it's been bone maw's big toe Aya Scovald, and the idol of trampling hooves all have been buffed about 10 percent damage wise um yep. So if you um, have these trinkets, congratulations, you just got 10% more damage uh, from them. So um, apparently, yeah, and, I have school, apparently I have school vault is now really, really good for some people. And like, oh, really? I know it's like only 10%, but apparently that moves it from like, you know, B tier to, to top of A tier slash S tier kind of, kind of material for some classes. Awesome. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing, kind of movement we want to see. Take some of the exactly. bad trinkets, make them good trinkets. Um, we also, I think you're about to get into, we got some raid t- trinket tuning as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I'm oh, sorry. You want to go through it? I, I think the most important one, and like we can cover the others, but the most important one by far is not actually like a numbers buff, it is for the Whispering Incarnate Icon, which is the very rare trinket from uh, Primal Council that we somehow have eight of. Um, that allied buffs no longer require you to be in a party with other users of the trinket basically the lord basically you just have to be in the same like raid group as them so it doesn't matter like you don't have to play group jenga within your raid group and be like okay is it worth having our tank in the wind fury group to turn on the melees our uh whispering incarnate icons no you just throw the tank in in a different group you put your melee in the wind fury group and then the ranged can just like i don't know exist i guess and everybody <laughs> gets everybody else's buffs um which this hotfix came out uh like three hours after we were discussing whether to give one of the tanks an icon for the purposes of buffing other people's icons and we ended yeah. up giving it to a dps because it was like it was a dps loss for me to put it on it was an even bigger dps loss for my co-tank to put it on and that ended up just making it a, a DPS gain for us to just give it to a DPS. But 
with this change, it's now a DPS, a net rate DPS gain for me to wear one. So, yeah. yeah. We gave one of ours. Uh, that was we had the we had a, the exact same situ or situation, and we ended up giving ours to our warrior tank that dropped. Just to yeah, just to get more of the buffs out there. But this this is so because we had we also spent Thursday playing weak aura roulette too. Not only just raid group roulette, but weak aura roulette in terms of like finding a weak aura that actually showed you who had the icon. So you yeah. could like build groups easier because like it was just. Yeah. yeah, and this just means that you don't have to do that. Like, Wind Fury Totem yeah. is extremely easy to build groups around because you know who your Wind Fury Totems are. They're exactly. your Enhancement Shaman. It's so easy to figure that out. And then you know who gains from it. Even if you don't necessarily know who best gains from it, it's pretty easy to go like, okay, Warriors and Rogues go in the Wind Fury group. Unholy yeah. Decay, maybe. I don't know if they do. But, like, Warriors and Rogues is just, like, real, real easy just send them in the Wind Fury group and then fill that with whatever other melee DPS you've got. And like you may not be like 100% optimal with Wind Fury gains, but you're pretty pretty close. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah. So yeah, that, that was sort of to me I agree that was the biggest change trinket wise this week. And then Spiteful Storm got a 15% damage increase um and also some bug fixes uh with it the way it's stacked up. Um, and so also some new bugs with how it could be stacked up. Oh, this um, is the trinket with uh it it stacks on any spell, right? So you can you can yeah. spam changing like your tracking spells if you have them. Yeah, so there's a, a Woliance from the uh from the protection kind of community found a macro that you could run that would even in combat just like spam change your tracking. Yeah. Um, they fixed this, but they did like I'm pretty sure they banned people that actually use this in raid. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, and it would just like, it, it would make this trinket go insane because you could toggle that literally as many times as the script could run. There is no cooldown, effectively. So you would just be constantly triggering this trinket uh, and doing damage with it. Um, so, yeah. This trinket, I have one. It's It was already like fine. It was like fifth best trinket for me or something. Now it's like one of the best trinkets. It's not as good as Grief Torch, not as good as Whetstone, but it's one of the best trinkets you can get for single target. Um, mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's good. It's This is another one where like it feels bad to have the trinket off the final boss be shit, yeah. which this wasn't, but when there's five other trinkets or four other trinkets that are better than it, you're never going to use it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, so no, it was definitely definitely a, a solid change. And they've been they made a handful of other changes, some of the other other trinkets too, but those I think those two are the, the biggest ones. So yeah. Um, yeah. So cool. And then sort of final before we get into the retail stuff, um, they did post uh, updated notes on um on the PTR or sorry on what's on the PTR. So 10.5 got some updated notes um in terms of like uh changes. So from a from a monk perspective, um, most of these changes coming in 10.5 were centered around Mistweaver and Brewmaster. Um, I think over the Mistweaver ones fairly quickly. Um, so basically, Mistweavers are getting a new talent um, in uh, with the 10.5. It's Shaylun's gift. It'll replace Bone Dust Brew. Um, so they made a couple updates there. They increased the healing. Um, they decreased the maximum number of clouds that spawn. 
Um, but now your mastery, so our mastery is triggered on each target hit by Shaylin's gift, um, and they reduce the mana cost for it. So solid buffs around. I don't know, again, we'll have to play around with if this ends up being used, but this is now a solid like three-person, easy-to-cast cleave heal that stacks up over time. So I can right. see it potentially being used in more of a Mythic Plus scenario versus raiding, but right. excuse me, still a, a solid sort of alternating choice from Feyline Stomp, which I think is where it will compete mostly with. Um, right. And so Feyline Stomp also has a number of fixes that have gone into this PTR build. Um, it's, it's fun to read. Uh, fixed an issue that caused Awakened Feyline and Feyline Harmony talents to grant less chance to reset Feyline Stomp than intended. So you get more Feyline Stomp resets. Uh, which is... Fey- just just as a aside, at least for Mistweaver, which is crazy because you just cast Chi Burst in yours and it resets. Like there it's yeah. never not reset. So I Yeah. It's funny that they've we've had a lower chance somehow. So uh and Stump now always spawns with a minimum of one branch. Which is which very is, funny because if it spawns with zero, you just like can't stand in it. Right? It's just a straight line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Failing Stomp now has 100% increased chance to spawn circles within its arc. I don't know what that means. I think you... I don't. I, I don't know if this is a Windwalker thing or a Brewmaster. Does Windwalker have get... Feline Stomp? Um. Yes, they do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it might be. I played Windwalker. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the circles are. It's that's not a Miss Weaver thing, unless I'm missing something. Um. I think it might be a Windwalker thing, but uh. Right, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it spawns more circles now. So um, the other nice thing about Feyline Stomp sort of staying with that trend is that if you're a Mistweaver um, with uh, Awakened Feyline and Ancient Concordance, it now will linger for eight seconds after leaving the Feyline Stomp. So you could now dodge out of it and then back into it and not lose that buff. Oh, that's a um, good change. Which is which is huge because I think that's, the, that's one of the complaints. Um, number one, it's a complaint that, hey, tanks, stop literally having ADD and moving everywhere in Mythic Plus, like, could you just plant your feet for 30 seconds? No, well, no we you kill can't. this pack. No, no uh, you can't, but... Well, maybe 30 may be long, maybe like five seconds. Um, so it helps with that, and then also, because of a lot of ground-targeted stuff, you'd move out of it to, like, the other side of the mob. You'd be out of the Feyline, you'd lose all the boss, so you have to move back in. So, um, yeah, Feyline, that change is, is is actually pretty... going to be end up being pretty big, probably in Mythic Plus 4 or Mistweaver. Um, they've also done a number of other changes to Mistweaver. Rising Mist will now extend the Renewing Mist applied by Rapid Diffusion, which is awesome. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Rapid Diffusion. That's um, the one that is like the mass Renewing Mist spread talent, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, it's the one where it triggers... Um, Rapid Diffusion is the one that triggers a Renewing Mist. Hold on, let me just make sure I get this right. Uh, it's the one where you trigger a Renewing Mist if you Rising Sun Kick or Enveloping Mist, an ally. Okay. So, like, whenever you do that, it applies a three-second renewing mist. It used to not be... Well, funnily enough, it did extend in the initial in, in, uh, in, um, implementation of the spell way back in early PTR. Or, sorry, early beta. Um, and then they removed it, and now it's back. So you can now extend those renewing mists, which is fun. They lowered Vivify's mana cost, um, which is... I think that's in line uh, with what's... Yeah, so they lowered Vivify's mana cost, which is nice. Um, and then Evoke... Yulan now reduces the cost of Enveloping Mist by 50%. Basically, you now have Manatee active when you use Invoke Yulan, which is huge because Yulan's biggest issue is mana cost. 
like you just don't use it because it costs too much amount without innervate or something like that so yeah yeah honestly good good miss for changes this and this is we'll talk about it probably later but there's also class changes coming in on tuesday that sort of sit on top of all this too so right right which is awesome so for brewmaster all of the changes that are on here are things that were already talked about they were data mines um what has changed is we actually have proc rates for these things now before they were all just like 100 proc rate which was ridiculous um now they have actual proc rates but i'm gonna like pull up the ptr talent calculator and go through them because i think that is the just the, the best way to to show it um and so basically all the changes are in the brewmaster class tree um or spec tree sorry so there's no more stagger node. Stagger is just baseline now. You don't have to talent into it, which you couldn't not talent into it. It was like a straight line down from the keg smash talent node at the top. So you had to take it to proceed. Um, but you don't have to spend a talent point on it anymore. So like keep that in mind. That's plus one talent point. We're gonna we're gonna see more of that. Um, so we still have shuffle and purifying brew at the baseline. Um, quick sip is now here. It is now uh, been moved up in the tree. It is. No longer a two-point talent, and also the one point that you put into it actually gives you more benefit than putting two points did before. Oh, nice. Um, so that's cool. Gift of the Ox is still here, but now it's a one-point talent instead of a two-point talent. Uh, keep that in mind. We're still taking Gift of the Ox, so this is, again, plus one talent point. Uh, then we also have Staggering Strikes is now a one-point talent point, um, or one-point talent. And it does the same thing as it did before. It's it's literally identical to putting two points in it before. Um, and then we have Spirit of the Ox, which is a new one and has a proc rate now. Um, Rising Sun Kick and Blackout Kick have a chance to summon a Healing Sphere, uh, which is just like the same Healing Spheres as Gift of the Ox. Uh, and it is eight procs per minute hasted. So more haste, more procs. Jesus. Um, and that sounds like a lot, but it's actually not a lot. I mean, it is a lot, but it's not like a crazy amount. Um, I looked at, so this is like, it depends on the content you're doing. Lower content, this could be more orbs than you get from Gift of the Ox. Mm -hmm. But in higher content, like I pulled up a, a 21 Ruby Life pulls and somebody in the first pull was getting like 20 orbs per minute from Gift of the Ox. So this is like, you know, it depends on the content, but if you're doing like top end highest level content, you're looking at like 30 to 40% increase in number of orbs, which is a lot. That's a really good talent. Mm -hmm. um, but the neat thing about this is actually Brewmaster has had a very long historical problem of being way better in more difficult content and then in lower difficulty content just being kind of really bad, just like a healing sink, the healers just have to dump mana into it and the brewmaster just doesn't get to participate in their own survival. Yeah. So this is a talent that is equally as good in low content and in high content, but in, in low content it is going to make up a bigger percentage of your healing and is going to be much more um, impactful than it will be in like, you know, a 21 Ruby life pools. So like if you're doing normal and heroic raids, this is going to be like, great this is going to probably double your number your amount of orbs gained in in those kind of levels of content um or more in like normal raid so yeah. that's that's just like super good and also maybe we'll finally uh, this this is the first thing in the in the monk talent tree on or the brewmaster talent tree 
in the spec tree that has the words rising sun kick on it. Um, <laughs> so there's finally an interaction with Brewmaster uh, for rising sun kick because we all take it all the time. And now there's finally like a, a spec reason to push it beyond just like it does a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so the important thing here, um, for the, the, the spec tree for brewmaster is actually, I've picked everything in the, in the talent calculator that Mm -hmm. we currently take. Um, but now I have to spend three more points before I didn't. Um, so there's, there's one more point that we want to take. We want to take either special delivery or rushing jade wind. Um, we can't reach it yet because we have to take either Spirit of the Ox, that's the new talent, or we have to take Quick Sip. So you're going to pick one of those in order to unlock um, Special Delivery and Rushing Jade Wind. Um, but once you take those, like let's say we take Spirit of the Ox, we take um, Special Delivery, mm-hmm. and then we have one more talent point to put somewhere, and we can put it in either Healing Elixir, Staggering Strikes, or Quick Sip. Um, so it, it depends on what you're doing, um, but... This is another just like we're getting more self-sustained because we're getting basically free talent points to spend on this stuff. Um, yeah. So it's really nice. Um, there's also one other change, and that is so if you take Healing Elixir, Graceful Exit got moved. It is now collected connected directly to uh, Healing Elixir. Um, and it's now a one-point talent and gives more movement speed. And... Uh, I don't know that it'll be used at all still, but you know, <laughs> it's better. Yeah. So all yeah, right. uh, pretty significant brewmaster talent updates um, that generally just kind of hit that. I think these are mostly actually targeted, not at high level content. I think they're targeted at low level content. Like if you're in a plus 10 key, you know, yeah, or a plus eight and you're just like brewmaster is going to feel completely awful to heal compared to uh any other tank pretty much because they just don't have any all this stuff scales with damage taken you don't have any like flat um healing that you have besides healing elixir basically and so this is and you currently have to like make a trade-off to pick healing elixir with the new talent options, you you will still have to make a trade-off. It's like that or Staggering Strikes or Quick Sip, but it's way, way less of one because you have to pick one of those. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, it's awesome that they, I mean, I feel like this is going to be almost a precursor. I didn't actually look at the Druid changes, but I feel like the Druid talent tree should go through something similar, which is like just a general yeah. point reduction, right? Like yeah. give similar things for just less points so that you free up, yeah, that... um. Yeah, the ability to to have uh to more points to put in different stuff. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, ten out of five is I mean it's it's got a lot in it. Um not only just for us as monks and really just I mean, even content wise, there's the trading post, which we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, but now it's like solo shuffle stuff for PvPers, you know, all that fun stuff. And we know we're getting a 10.0.7 patch with more stuff. So I mean, it seems like Blizzard is all in on this sort of like, hey, shake the game up, you know which is what we've always, I mean, what, what I've, I think we've both sort of advocated for is like, yeah, you know, I don't want to play the same game for six months. Like give me something different, you know, even if it's every three. And and not just like different, right. But they're adding things and they're fixing problems, right? Like this brewmaster stuff, it's updating the talent tree, which 
you know, does make it different. We're going to be redoing talent recommendations and, and people have, are going to have new talents to, to play around with more talent points to play around with. Um, so that's all really cool, but also mm-hmm. just like fixing some brewmaster problems at the nice. same time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the mystery Speaking- stuff is, is good too. Um, but yeah, sorry. Well, are we, are we segueing? Did I just ruin your segue? We might be segueing. Are, are, okay. Do you want to go over the the upcoming hotfix buffs to Brewmaster of Mistweaver? Sure. Yeah. Let's go. And so these are things, and I'll let you. I mean, we do Brewmaster first this time, but these are things okay. just as a quick aside that are going in on Tuesday. So these are not ten out of five things. These are things that are coming Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. But it's this your next reset. You will see these these updates for Brewmaster of Mistweaver. Yep. Um, so Brewmaster has two changes. Um, number one. Magic Stagger is getting buffed from 35% of your stagger value to 45% of your stagger value. Um, this is pretty big. Uh, okay. It is not... So what it works out to is about a 9% increase to Brewmaster health against magic damage. Like if you just like... What is the size of the magic burst that is required to one-shot you? That that number goes up by about 9%. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of damage that you prevent through stagger by like purifying brew and things like that from magic damage is going up by like three percent it's like this is not going to be night and day for like overall magic mitigation it's still going to be a weakness of brewmaster but that nine percent actually is very relevant in keys there are a lot of magic nukes just a mm-hmm. lot of them. And a lot of them have very low cooldowns. Stuff like Azure Cleave on the second boss of Azure Vaults. That is just like one-shot territory every time it goes off. Yeah. Um, and to also help with that, the cooldown of Celestial Brew is being reduced to 45 seconds. Um, so those of you that have played with the Light Brewing talent will know that with that talent, the cooldown of Celestial Brew was 48 seconds. Which... Ended up working out with uh, Brew CDR to about uh, 28 seconds of cooldown on Celestial Brew. So now you basically have that for free. So you could switch that talent node to um, Training of Nizao, which is a great talent for Mythic Plus. You could also just double down on it and have an even lower cooldown on Celestial Brew and get it down to around 20 seconds, I believe is what it works out to, uh, 20 or 21 um which actually is relevant on some rate encounters as well that allows you to reach the point that you can celestial brew every single uh stone claws hit from brewkeeper diurna if you're the boss tank um wow which is just like really really big uh before you would have to do this thing where like you would celestial brew one then hit black ox brew celestial brew the next one and then cover one with a cooldown and then you could celestial brew again and then one with a cooldown and then you could kind of reset the loop and do it again now you just like you don't even need black ox brew you can just like do it it's tight you have to play well to do this because you need to get good brew cooldown reduction in order to do this you can, it's not free in that sense you have mm-hmm. to like be doing your rotation well and be using things like blackout combo for uh cooldown reduction in order to do that but if you do it it's super good because you're going to have like a full HP shield on every single one of those. And it's, it's super good. Nice. 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 Those are, seem like very, very good updates um, for Brewmaster. Yeah. The magic damage I think is the big one. Cause there is a lot of that. 
like you yeah. said, like on, particularly in Mythic Plus, yeah. I do think that even in Mythic Plus, the Celestial Brew one is kind of bigger because if you look, okay. I, I mentioned the second boss of Azure Vaults. Um, they made the change so that you don't go into the intermission phase on it as frequently, which actually was kind of a sleeper nerf to Brewmaster because what you could do before, again, with Blackhawks Brew, you had Celestial Brew, the first cleave, Blackhawks Brew, Celestial Brew, the second cleave, and then you'd have the intermission to regain the Blackhawks Brew cooldown so you could do it again. Uh -huh. But they changed it so now you get three to four cleaves each time. Gotcha. So you would do like Celestial Brew, Blackhawks Brew, Diffuse Magic, yeah, and then Celestial Brew again, and then have an intermission, and you could get back one of, you would get back Blackhawks Brew, but not really Diffuse Magic. So the next time around, you would have to use like Dampen Harm, and then you could Diffuse Magic. Again. It was like, it you can do that. Mm -hmm. But if you've used a bunch of your cooldowns tanking trash, uh, like doing big pulls tanking trash, uh, then you don't have those for that, and it's way, way harder. Um, this change, you can just you can Celestial Brew every one. You do need to hit. You need to. You do need to have Light Brewing in order to do uh -huh. that. But you can Celestial Brew every one, and it's just like a big, big survivability buff. Even though numbers wise, like on average, it's yeah. not like a crazy buff. It's just like being able to Celestial Brew those big nukes is just huge. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, it's that's that's great. Yeah, and then the um the the misweaver changes. We got a we got a bunch of of changes. So um right off the bat they gave us a, a nice little aura buff, five percent healing increase to our aura. So that's all healing, um, which is a which is an okay buff. And then they gave Vivify an additional five percent, which I think is needed. I think the one thing you'll hear most misweavers complain about particularly those that are focused on mythic plus is that vivify doesn't heal for a ton and so whenever you're in a situation where you need to top people off because of like large spike damage and things like that um vivify is really our only way to do it outside of cooldowns and so if all your cooldowns are down you're in a bit of a pickle we'll say um with that <laughs> so a uh, nice little increase to vivify healing and then they went an across the board damage increase um, so we basically got damage increases to Blackout Kick, Rising Sun Kick, Tiger Palm, and Spinning Crane Kick. Um, so wow. all four of our main damaging spells and various percentages, like 6% to Blackout Kick, 8% to Rising Sun Kick, 15% to Tiger Palm. I want, 5 I want 15% to Tiger Palm. Give, give Brewmaster 15% to Tiger Palm. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, with a lot of the playstyle of you being in melee already, you, you hitting these buttons constantly. Um, nice, hopefully nice little damage increase. Um, and the final one is with Awakened Feyline. Uh, they added the healing transfer from Spinning Crane Kick. Uh, they upped it to 70% from 60% of the damage Spinning Crane Kick did. Um, couple, yeah, So this is a, a solid just increase in the healing for Awakened Feyline, um, where you could just Spinning Crane Kick in larger packs and keep the group up um, you know, with that sort of incidental damage. So solid just overall healing buff. Um, targeted buff to Vivify, which hopefully we get a little bit more um yeah yeah i think it's still a little low and then damage increases which everybody loves healers to do damage now so you got your damage increases uh yeah i mean this this is all like this is all great changes um i actually also want to mention so retribution paladins uh not because i care about the specific changes like who cares they got yeah. they got they got more damage on their rotational buttons, so they're going to do more damage outside of their like big burst cooldowns. Like great. Um, they also got a buff to their defensive cooldown, which has been the pain point of Retribution Paladins for literally like a decade. 
where they have one defensive button that they can push that isn't named bubble. Yeah. And you push it for damage and it's on a two minute cooldown and it's a shield for like 40% of your health. It's not a great situation to be, but not only are they getting a buff to that, but they got a developer note. Uh, and that is some of retribution's main rotational buttons do not feel as good to press as we'd like. So we're making some changes to help improve these abilities. Additionally, their survivability isn't where we would like. So we're making some improvements to their defensive kit as well. Both things that they got in this hotfix. But yeah. then we are looking at retribution as a whole and we'll have more to share in the future. And that's honestly just like, this is just like a great thing to read. This is just more of the things that we want to see from the design and development team in Dragonflight. Like this is what we all wanted to see in like BFA, right? Like BFA rolls around, you know, some classes are just, you know, dumpster tier. Their rotations don't really work. They're very clunky. They are missing like key utility to be viable in, in most forms of content and just never got any of it. Just didn't get any of it. And they tried like right. adding some of it back through like Azerite essences. And right. that didn't work. Yeah. Um, and the infamous like, we're going to revisit Enhancement Shamans in, in 8.1 that never came. You know, Enhancement Shamans didn't get revisited until honestly, like probably actually 10.0 pre-patch. I think they were basically the same in in Shadowlands, just slightly different because of Covenants. So yeah. like this this kind of like actual like fairly rapid and significant class changes. Um this is great. This is like exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think what we've we've sort of been I'll say maybe clamoring for just like requesting is that idea that we've we see just yeah more frequent updates to things like and whether that's like the right thing or the, the wrong thing like just seeing more of that I think is good for the game as a whole I think you'll always have people complaining like I know I know at least in the healer circles that I see disc is very unhappy that they got nothing but you know at yeah. the same time you know it's good that they're making changes across the board the, the healers or really just the game so um, yeah, rest of shaman as well. Somebody, uh, somebody, RP Jesus in uh, in chat. Great name, by the way. Uh, no mention of rest of shaman. Yeah, yeah. Rest of shaman hasn't gotten anything yet. Fingers crossed. But honestly, like, I don't think rest of shaman is really like a a mechanical problems one. I think rest of shaman is actually just like a give them an aura buff one. Yeah. And there's a little bit of fight design in there as well. Like, if you can stack rest of shaman. It's still not as good as Preservation Evoker, but it's significantly better. So if you're doing like Mythic Taros and you're hard stacked the whole time, Rest of Shaman is significantly better. Right. Um, then if you're on something like Sanarth, where people are generally not stacked at all, and so your healing rain gets like 30% of the value. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of variability to Rest of Shaman's kit. It is, okay, quick aside, and then we can move on because we have more stuff yeah. to talk about. Um I think it is hilarious that Preservation Evoker's Mastery is actually just better Resto Shaman Mastery. Yeah. It's just, oh God. Is that it's, not crazy? It always, it always happens that way though. Like I feel like Blizzard, yeah. It's, you could say the same thing that like Dispriest Mastery was just a better version 
like the the right version for what we had what an MLP or or wad misweaver monk had or should have had right right like so it's like yeah they they always seem to do that in terms of like at least I don't know if this happens in DPS much because I don't follow DPS a ton but like I know with like new healers like that's always mm. been the case it's been like whenever well, they do a rework or a brand new yeah. add a brand new thing you're just like damn if only the old class who did something similar had this you know I mean it would be aside from like brewmaster and death knight being just busted on release each time yeah. uh like demon hunter wasn't vengeance was like kind of ass that's uh, true that's true and havoc was good but it wasn't like you know taking i mean it took metamorphosis from warlocks right but that's it yeah Every, everything else about it was just like you know there were some there's a lot of unique things with like momentum and and stuff like that but they didn't really like just have something that the existing class had but better uh-huh yeah so yeah that's fair but yeah that that is pretty funny about and preservation's doing they're doing okay they're a brain dead <laughs> they're really class good. that does a ton of healing they're really um, good they, they apparently have some very uh very broken kind of ramps that they can do that don't really have much in the way of cooldowns or mana cost yeah <laughs> which seems a little bit busted yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what, yeah, our, our preservation evokers are working on that sort of like, essentially like, yeah, just burst healing and like the setup, the setup seems a little clunky, but like if you can nail it, it's just ridiculous. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, they, I don't think they've ever had mana issues on any of the fights I've done. So it's just, it's just nuts. So, um, but yeah, those are, those are the main, I think, class changes coming in. So those are all the Tuesday stuff. So Mistweavers rejoice, Brewmasters rejoice, Windwalkers, who cares? Uh, no, I guess Windwalkers seem to be in an okay spot, maybe. Yeah, um, I mean, so we we have a Windwalker in our raid group, and they are like number one DPS on every single. Uh, we call them the medium spiders on Sunarth because like there's the big spider which is Sunarth, then there's the yeah. little spiders that are the spiderlings, and then there's the medium spider, <laughs> which is to be fair probably the most important spider of all. It those, is the so. most important spider, yeah. um, and they're just like number one DPS on it like every time, pretty much just nice. like. They hit keepers on it. They hit their cooldowns on it. Their cooldowns line up perfectly for it. It's like 90 second cooldowns. It's great. Um, so they're they're like blasting on that, and that's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, so yeah, so that's sort of the the class changes. And then um the other sort of side of changes that, that Blizzard did this week, which we'll probably spend the rest of the, the show going through, is Blizzard basically took a uh a uh like a, I don't know if it's a what you want to call it, but they went through a and basically, yeah, they just not destroyed, but they went through and basically made changes to every mythic plus dungeon. It feels like, yeah. and some bigger than others, but you know they went through and and essentially brought I think some of the difficulty down for a large percentage of the the different dungeons. I think we'll start off at the top. Ruby Life Pool still sucks. Um, I think the first boss is slightly easier. The trash before the second boss is still awful. So the Last first boss. boss, first boss, what they did, it's the absorb shield that she gets. So they nerfed the absorb shield, which effectively reduces the boss HP, right? Uh, yep. So that's like a 5% HP nerf to the boss or something crazy like that. Um, and then there's also reduces the party-wide damage from Chillstorm, which if you're actually doing high keys of this, you don't have any of it anyway, because you bring a BM hunter and they use Wailing Arrow and it gets interrupted through the shield. Mm-hmm. This only affects people that aren't running like the hyper optimized comp for it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was those are sort of I mean Ruby Life Pools I think is still fairly annoying to do. Um but um but no, yeah. so they made changes. I don't know how you want to attack these changes. You want to just go like dungeon by dungeon because there's yeah. a couple of things like it's spread across like six blue posts, right? Yeah, it's all over the place. So yeah, so we talked about Ruby Life Pools. Those are the biggest, I think, changes that you've mentioned. I think they made one other change to the um was it the is the final boss the final boss right where the interrupt is now uh slightly lower that they do yeah uh so yeah. rather than four second lockout it's a two second lockout uh, but other than that ruby life pulls remains fairly fairly similar no changes to trash that i picked up on yeah um, Hi highly recommend uh highly recommend at least on fort not doing the fire dragon in between the yeah. first boss and the second boss that thing slams god yes i agree um I agree. So that's Ruby Life Pools. Um, the um, so I guess we can talk a little bit about the the Nokund offensive, Nokund offensive, HUD no offensive. No could, no Um, so there, um, I think the biggest, some of the bigger changes there were particularly around the Raging Tempest boss. So yeah. they uh, essentially reduced the damage of Energy Surge, which is the uh, damage to the tank, right? Yep. Um, they reduced the damage to lightning strike, which is the AOE circles yep. um, on the players. And then they increased the duration of surge of power, which is the buff you get from picking up the orbs from 15 to 18 seconds. Um, I haven't done this since these changes went in, but apparently you can now keep your buff through the intermission um, if you time it right. You technically could, like one person could before. It yeah. was very, very hard. This makes it easier. Um, it makes it a lot more practical. You had to like let a ball basically almost reach the boss, and then the healer would like swoop in and grab it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this makes it easier to keep those those buff stacks up, uh, which effectively is like a nerf to the healing requirement and a nerf to the damage requirement for the boss. Right. Which yeah, which just makes that boss slightly less annoying. I'll say that as a misweaver, that boss is pretty annoying, primarily yeah. just because of the spread. Um, yeah. people don't like to group up, so but um but no it's this helps. Um and they also changed the 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 duo boss, the third boss that yeah, I think Tara most people do third. Yeah. Um where they basically put a cooldown on Terra's quick shot, which is just the random damage that goes off. Um after Gale Arrow. So Gale Arrow is the one that hits everybody in the group and sort of you spit tornadoes out from yourself after you get yes. hit by it. Um, before apparently you could take a gale arrow and then less than a second later take a quick shot so people could get essentially one tapped, right? Right. Um, um you can still get one tapped by quick shot in higher keys. Uh yeah. it's just like the damage scaling, eventually it will one shot people. But what was happening is that if the quick shot there did not go on the tank and the DPS didn't realize it and didn't hit a cooldown, they would take half their health from quick shot, half their health from um gale arrow in the same like gcd mm -hmm. and just die right yeah yeah so reducing i think the the one shot ness of or the potential random one shots on that fight is good from old blizzard so um so yeah so i think that's it on there was no changes to the first boss and the last boss right i don't right. remember those, those are unchanged um the lightning spear on the last boss does hit the person that it targets twice which is pretty pretty silly um gotcha. that one should eventually get fixed fingers crossed <laughs> uh because yeah 
hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then maybe next time we talk a little about quarter stars. Um, so yeah. quarter stars had most of their changes all within the last boss. Um, so they essentially, uh, reduced the overall damage from the, uh, what's it called? Slicing maelstrom. So yes. like they, um, so like from a, from a, um, more from the clones perspective versus the boss itself. Um, yeah, so the reason for that is that when Legion Time Walking first came out, they actually nerfed this boss, but they screwed it up and they only nerfed the slicing maelstrom damage from the boss itself, mm-hmm. which is why now when they're nerfing it again, actually, I guess they buffed the boss, but they, they're nerfing the add damage uh, right. pretty significantly because it didn't get those nerfs. Yeah, from the slicing maelstrom, which is, which is good. Uh, they also normalize the damage so i didn't realize this but it's i hate variance in wow it's just stupid um but the damage itself had uh variance so they could go five or ten percent upper or lower in terms of the damage each one of the ads plus the boss would do every time slicing maelstrom was cast so yeah in this case it's a it's an overall nerf of about i guess wowhead did the math overall nerf of about 34 percent um to the damage uh that's done so um right so on the tyrannical 20 it used to do basically double every dps's health over the the four second duration of slicing maelstrom every time once you capped out on clones mm-hmm. which is a lot that's a lot of healing that needs doing you right. need to do you need to fill everybody's health bar more than once uh in four seconds which is just yeah. that's a lot of healing um this makes it about 1.5 times a, a dps's health bar Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on the DPS, like Warlocks, it's more like one Hunters, it's it's about 1.5. Um, so that makes it significantly easier. And then, of course, people have like defensives and versatility and, and things like that that they can use. And that just overall, this boss gets significantly easier to heal through as long as you handle the mechanic correctly, which a lot of people don't know how to do, um, right. especially melee. The clones and the boss have a seven-yard AoE around them, and seven yards is pretty big. Um, and what it does is basically, if you stand in the AoE, you're taking—I don't remember if it's double now. I don't know the the post nerf number. We're yeah. going to say double. You're taking double damage from everyone that you're standing in. Um, so if you stand stacked in all of the ads you take like four times your health bar, which is obviously like you're not standing in all, you know, four ads at the same time. Right. But you might be standing on the boss. And so that takes it up from like 400k damage to 500k. And this is pretty significant. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, you definitely have to spread from that for sure. But, um, but no, this, I think overall damage nerfs to this is, is, is good. Cause I'll, I'll tell you like as a healer, um, yeah, towards the later ones, it was always like you need a cooldown for each one. And so this makes it you still need a cooldown for each one, but not as insane, we'll say. Yeah. Of a, yeah. Of a cooldown. So, yeah. um, and the other change to this boss, which wasn't a damage change, but it was a visual change, is they changed the color of the, what is it, Piercing yeah. Gale animation. Oh, it's which, so nice. So, Piercing Gale, if you guys are not, don't know what that ability is, is basically through from the boss and from each ad, every time Piercing Gale is cast, it's a line that goes through the ad um, or is cast from the ad in basically two directions. And uh, you just have to step out of it. 
And the previous line was like a light gray. gray effect. Yeah. yeah, very thin gray. It's a very thin line. So moving outside by, but it's a thin, very low gray cloudy effect on a white or grayish like platform. Yeah. And so very difficult to, if you didn't do the strat where you place every ad in the same spot. So like most of the lines come in the same area. If you had in a pot where you're spreading it out, um, it's sometimes difficult to see or know where to go. Um, and right. so they've changed that visual to now be purple, much more visual, vis- visible, um, much easier to see. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's that's good. That's such change. a good change. Such a good change. I hate that ability. So I, I have, I have yet to do a court of stars where I did not die to that ability. Okay, and that I, sounds like a skill issue, but no, it's 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 a visual issue, and so now that it's changed, I'll never die to it again. Okay, I'm Hopefully. holding you to that. I'm going to ask next week: Have you died on, on quarter stars to Pearson Gale? Well, I'm not doing quarter stars for the next like three weeks, so you forget. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'll call myself out if I die to it, but the visual changes—it's noticeable. It's very very noticeable now. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that is the uh, those are all of the quarter stars fixes um what else talk a little bit maybe about temple of the jade serpent which yeah so that's some significant nerfs as well yeah i'm trying to pull those up which post were they in so okay Uh, the main one for that is on the um final boss shaw of doubt they increase the cooldown on the touch of nothingness ability which is the dots like spread circles that go on two people at a time Mm -hmm. and um are just like a huge single target healing check like you dispel while you heal the shit out of the other person right um and there's wither will i actually might be getting these backwards which one's wither will which one's touch of nothingness wither will is like another dot that goes out i think touch uh we're gonna have to look this up i thought touch of nothingness was the dot i'll come up real quick as we're talking yeah. In other case, um, it, this fight just is easier to heal because you have more time between these abilities going out that um, uh, more time between these abilities going out so that you can like use cooldowns on them and have them back for a later set of abilities. So you can like more effectively rotate through like life cocoon on the person that gets targeted by touch of nothingness, for example. Um, and then have it back, not for the next one, but maybe for the the one after that, instead of having to go through two additional sets without any like single target to cool down. Um, they also made a change to the trash. The uh, when the you know the little shawlings die, they do the explosion. Those yep. were apparently supposed to behave like the uh, oozes in Mechagon, where you line of sight it and you don't take the damage, but they weren't. They were ignoring line of sight. Oh, nice. So they now ignore line of sight again, so you can line of sight those. Um, there's not a lot of great line of sight spots for that. No, because, because it's they two, also, two, two rectangle rooms right next to each other. Yeah, it's also like they, they explode instantly. Yep. As opposed to the Mechagon ones that have like the, the cast bar that they hit like, you know, zero health and then they do a cast and you can, you can actually then like you kill them and you move line of sight um before the cast finishes and you're good um yeah so <laughs> worth I, don't know, I do. don't know that that's going to change things for very many people but you could yep 
Um, and just real quick, so touch of nothingness is the dot you dispel where wither will is just a random dot of damage on people. Okay. So okay. yeah. Yeah. I honestly um, didn't even know whether will existed, but I guess that's uh yeah. that's tank life for you. Neither did I, and I'm a healer because I, I only highlight debuffs I care about. So right. Um right. the other temple, the Jade Serpent Change, which isn't a numbers issue. It's essentially was a strat for the third boss. So the third boss is uh Lee Liu Flameheart. It's the boss that transforms to different colored dragons. What you could do is you could stand on the stairs and take the boss below and ignore all the waves. Um, so the waves basically be didn't, above them, basically. It would basically be above them. They didn't they didn't make uh they didn't um utilize your Z axis at all. Um so that has been changed. Now you can no longer ignore the waves, but people who figured that out um the boss is now probably a little bit more difficult it's it wasn't not a <laughs> not a terribly difficult boss i'll say um i think is i've funnily enough like i've actually been tanking a little bit of my my druid her with some like low level keys with my friends and that debuff the during the jade phase so the second yeah. phase of that fight yeah no joke it's yeah, a it's healing a, absorb debuff it's yeah that's a real one yeah so that one um that's another one that the celestial brew changes for brewmaster are going to be a big deal on um yeah. But also, uh, the changes to, for example, get more gift of the ox orbs from strength of the ox. Another big one because you'll more reliably have like three orbs to just immediately clear the uh, healing absorb that it puts on you. So that's like all around like Brewmaster is getting better there. That fight sucks for Brewmaster. <laughs> like that's a fight that you legit like ask people to hold CDs for the second phase so that you can push through it as fast as possible because the third nice. phase is completely free. If you don't know, you can walk out of the breath or roll out of the breath, just mm -hmm. sidestep it and you're, you're fine. You have to like really sidestep it because it's a, a much bigger cone than it looks like, but you sidestep it and you're fine. You don't take any damage. So it's just auto attacks after you make it through the second phase, but that second phase is rough right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once you get through it, the third phase is free. I think we actually killed it with me dying on my druid um, and like a rogue or someone, just Tank like the, yeah, yeah, tanking it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so those are the temple changes. Um, Shadow Moon Burial Grounds got a handful of changes too. Um, yes. A couple of them being some more like bug fixes, we'll call it. Um, yeah. The the uh, the ads on the first boss no longer give count, which I didn't realize it until I saw the hot fix. This was happening. Yeah. But um, yeah. Apparently, the first boss—if you kill the ads—they give them. It's a minor amount, like half a percent, I think. Yeah. Um, it was enough that, like, if you were going to plan on um getting a certain number of ads on that boss, mm -hmm. you could do slightly different pulls. But most people, I don't think, realized it or planned around it, so they just ended up like one and a half percent over count. Right. Just yeah. lived with it. Yeah. Um, except a dungeon's fairly linear, so you're doing some yeah. sort of like invis skips to to dodge trash. It well, away, it's so. also like at the start you could like pull more, and there's some stuff you can like ring of peace paralysis and walk around. Gotcha. Um, that you could maybe do if you were planning to get like two or three percent from that boss, but that's just a really long boss fight then. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's actually there's that one like defiler pet, which would actually be one you could skip if you knew uh, about this and planned around this um after the second boss yep you just walk past that exhumer i think it is and not deal with it and just go on to the third boss and now you have to you don't have to pull it you have to pull something to make up that percent um right. they also fixed i didn't realize this was a bug i thought it was just how this was supposed to work 
the the defiled souls on that boss uh were regenerating health they were not supposed to oh really okay so that just like reduces their effective health by like 10 or 20 percent because they've regened quite a bit um so that's nice um also the boss no longer murders pets so hunters rejoice yes yes um, yeah. And then on near Zool, the final boss, there's a, a strap floating around for this, um, where you would actually just park on the edge of the room opposite of the bones, like bone wall coming at you. Yep. And you would just like not kill it. And the dot would like tick you pretty hard, but you would live it. And then it would go away as soon as the, um, as soon as the skeletons went away. Right. Yeah. Well, it turns out that that dot wasn't scaling with key level. So nice. now if you try that, you're going to get one shot by the dot, pretty yeah. much. Um, so would not recommend. And you might not get literally one shot. It might be like the second tick gets you or something like that. So like technically maybe if you get clipped by it, uh, you can you can live at the very end. But um, this does mean that the strat of just ignoring the mechanic and, and standing next to the wall is, is probably dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah, um, you... You will definitely have to actually do that nowadays for sure. So, um, yeah, because I watch I watch a couple people do that. Like, yeah, basically like leap through or just jump through the wall at the end once it had crossed most of the platform and like take minor damage. Yeah. Um, so it's a good good change, man. Do do mechanics, everybody. Do mechanics. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I'm wondering, is there any other? dungeon hot fixes so uh, there's the azure vaults one that i mentioned um where they changed the second boss um and this one i don't know like it technically is a nerf to the boss it makes the boss easier to do because you spend a higher percentage of your time doing damage to the boss's health bar Uh like uh, on tyrannical you have these bosses that have this this problem where higher health means you get more ad phases more ad phases just tack on extra health effectively um this is, was a problem with a lot of bosses in um shadowlands you, uh-huh. know, you had something like hikar where the more you went through not only the more shield phases did you get but actually the bigger the shield got each time um so uh, that just made the boss like more than 40 percent harder on tyrannical by a lot yeah uh azure blade was kind of like that the more hp she gets the more Ad phases you get and it ends up being very like uneven progression where like going up one key level can make it take you know 45 seconds longer because you get an extra ad phase in there mm-hmm. um and that's not 10 percent uh but yeah basically the change is that you get more time after the first intermission phase you get more time in between each intermission ad phase um that means that you get now three, two, four, because of spell queuing, uh, arcane cleaves on the tank in between each intermission phase. She only does three adds always, but sometimes she does uh, the fourth arcane cleave. It's very, very annoying. Right. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's solid, solid little change um, to Azure Vaults. Um, trying to I think that's. I think that's pretty much it for Mythic. Oh, we didn't talk about Academy. Oh, did we not? Did we miss that? We okay. missed Academy. The Probably the most significant change. 
um, which was to the tree boss. Yes. And all they did is they made it so that the burst forth does not come instantly after the second germinate in each cycle. Now it's like on a five second delay. It's still really fast. But it's no longer instant. Right. Yeah. And that makes it significantly easier. Like the healer can can have a little bit of extra time to set up to heal people that before they wouldn't have had because they had to move for germinate. Exactly. Yeah. Um the, that does make the boss quite a bit easier in combination with the other nerf that happened that made the tree ad have less the treant ad have less health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a really rough boss. Like that key is entirely determined pretty much by whether you can one shot that boss. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, and I doing that a couple times this week, the cha- it's definitely noticeable. It's still tight. Like the previous issue, yeah. like you're right, was not only Germany, but it's also like killing the treant ad stacking for that, for the dot and then germinate hitting right at similar timing. And then also yeah. then all those having zero time to even kill one or two of those ads, right? Right. Um, this this is a boss that like if you there's like a, a DPS check. And if you meet the DPS check, the boss is just trivial. Right. If you can like meet every single DPS checkpoint, the boss is a joke. It just like almost doesn't have mechanics. Right. Uh, you just have to move out of the germinate, and that's basically it. But if you can't, if you fall behind on any of them, any one of them, if you fall behind, the boss is just incredibly difficult. <laughs> right, yeah. Not not necessarily impossible. Like, I think you can fall behind on, like, one, maybe two, and limp to the end. But if you fall behind on more than that, like, good luck, man. Good fucking <laughs> yeah. luck. Exactly. Yeah, so we, I, I haven't, I've done a bunch of academy keys. I mean, granted, the slightly lower level, like, in the 8 to 12 range, but haven't wiped on it at all this week so it's been a have wiped yeah. more on the bird boss than the tree boss oh in a so bird bosses they still haven't fixed the thing where if you wipe twice on bird boss um you can't use the second goal anymore um oh really? so i didn't did, realize that was an issue yeah we did uh we did a 20 um that we did not time because we wiped on tree boss a couple times um nice. but we also we wiped on bird boss because i stood in the fire got stunned and died um that's just you know skill issue but then our hunter feigned death and then realized that they couldn't get back from the platform oh no and we weren't going to go back to bird boss right then we were going to go and do more trash and wait for cds to come up uh or actually no we were going back to tree boss i think because we had less backup gotcha so he's like, okay, I guess I'll just kill myself. And I'm like, no. And then he kills himself by pulling the bird boss and resetting it again. So now we can't use the second goal. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so that was fun. Uh, we did actually manage to kill bird boss without using the second goal, though. Oh, it was good. tight. We did, uh, we did five uh, screeches before Jesus. using the fire goal. And then six screeches before we actually killed the boss. Gee, yeah, that's six. God damn. Yeah, uh, and this, the six was just like, I think the six basically one shot people. Yeah. But we had like our healer died to something else earlier and dying resets your stacks. So they only had like two at the point that everybody oh, nice. else was in six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that 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 
I mean, I don't mind that dungeon, but yeah, that dungeon is all bosses, which is like, which is funny. Yeah. I feel like the trash is like non-existent for the majority of it. So yeah, the trash is fairly chill as long as you like kick Mystic Blast and don't let your tank die to the battle axes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of, did you know that Preservation Evoker can dispel bleeds? Yes, I learned that, and that the bird boss thing is a bleed. Yes. Uh, yeah. The battle axes also do a bleed. Oh, okay. Okay. And that bleed is very scary. Uh, yeah. So we we like try and and stop it with stuns and things like that because it won't recast it if you if you stun it while it's casting. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it really hurts, and preservation evokers can dispel it. So that's pretty neat. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we run. One of my friends plays preservation, so a lot of my yeah. keys are with are with him. So um that's awesome Uh, preservation evoker might be very good right now just everywhere good just everywhere um there's a reason more than just the mobility that they ran two of them on the on every mythic rajath kill comp that i've seen yeah yeah just tailor made for that fight god um maybe one fight so any other dungeon hot fixes i think that's all of them that i can think of Okay. Uh, I mean, it, I, I would say in general, Mythic Plus has gotten a lot easier now. I like, e- well, maybe easier is the wrong word. I guess it would be the right word. Um, but I think all these changes are for things that are that were probably needed, right? Like the the overlap yeah. on the tree boss, like yeah, some of the was... damage some of these bosses are doing. It's just uh, maybe not for your weekly 10s or your weekly no lever 15s, right? But like as you start to push, like even to 21, 22 levels, like a lot of these abilities are just one-shotting you there's no there's no counterplay there so yeah um we did not get right before because i know we're coming to the end one other thing i wanted to touch on is we did get one set of raid well not one set but a main set of raid hot fixes so blizzard while this week seemed to be very mythic plus focused did put in a handful of changes to dethea on heroic and below difficulties yeah. but mostly on heroic um and so they reduced the damage of thunderbolts um by 33 percent um, they reduced the Thunderous Call health on lower group sizes. Um, reduced some other damage, like Cyclone damage is now lower. That's the pull-in effect. Um, and uh, they they reduced the knockbacks effect, uh, the tank knockbacks effect, right? That's Zephyr Slam is the tank knockback. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah that so- actually matters a lot because um, basically what this does is you can now go to four stacks without getting knocked off the platform. If you're careful, you can go to five without getting knocked off the platform. And before the third one knocked you off. Yeah. Which basically means like, I know, I know we still do this, but we like, I don't know if you do this, but a lot of teams I know three tanked heroic. Yeah. Just because it made it easier. Like you wouldn't have to worry about your tank that goes to the platforms on the side coming back in time. You can sort of just, um, we, we just two tanks it because our tank comp was like, unintentionally tailor-made for the mechanic like we had a demon hunter and a dk right nice, okay so demon hunter just hits glide and cancels the momentum every time they can go to infinite stacks until it literally one shots them yeah and dk just like you can go to four five you don't have any more death advance charges but you can go to four and and be fine because you yeah. can like death advance the first one the second one knocks you but you stay on the platform then the third one you death advance and the fourth one you death advance and you're fine. And then the fifth one, you die. But, you know, don't go to five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, volatile Infusers, this is another one. Volatile Infusers no longer cast Unstable Gusts at low health. 
Um, that is the white swirlies. Yeah. Um, so that just makes it, what would happen is you'd have unstable gust cast right before you would have to like group up to get knocked over to the platform and people would just like, you know, instinctually step out of the swirly and then get knocked at like a 45 degree angle, miss the platform and die. Right. Yeah. Um, does that, does that also affect the, is the one on the platform called a volatile infuser? Yes, it's both. Okay, so it would, because that's the other thing. We would lose people during the first like two weeks to just like get trying to get knocked back, but like already be on the edge. So, like, the space to get knocked back, you had to move because there was yeah. white circles coming. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's actually probably the best change, I'd say. I mean, lower damage is always nice, but that's a good, just like, I mean, annoyance change. The, the, this boss was very hard to pug um, because yeah. of the tank mechanic. Like you needed to like three tank it in a pug pretty much. Yeah. Um, so this makes it a lot better to do in a pug with just a regular old two tanks, uh-huh. um, which is nice. They also, uh, related to Thea, they have a change to Kuro Grim Totem that uh, matters mostly for Mythic, I think. But the damage from the elemental enemy's presence ability during Kurog's intermission, now respects avoidance. So this is the ticking damage from the adds in the intermission. The longer they're up, the harder it ticks, and it was not respecting avoidance. So if you had avoidance in chance, you can actually get up to like 10-15% avoidance now um, if you have just like a little bit on your gear, uh, which is a lot of damage reduction, and it just wasn't working in the intermission, and now it works. So, yeah. Very nice, yeah. So I expect to see uh, probably a couple of more raid hotfixes probably this coming week. Um, now that they've got to do the mythic I would not stuff. be surprised. Yeah. Not maybe, be surprised. Not, maybe not to mythic just yet, but definitely I think to some more heroic bosses. Yeah. I feel like for, for mythic for us, right, we haven't reached the point where we've really been walled on anything. Yeah, no. um, it's all like Kurog is really the first one where like there's a, a set of numbers checks that are going to be very, very challenging to reach like Taros was challenging to reach the damage check in like I level 400, 402 gear, right? Uh-huh. But then you come back next week and you're 405 and it's not a big deal. And you come back the week after and you're like 406, 407. It's even less of a problem. Um, Kurog is like still a check at that level. And it's mm-hmm. that's the point where you really start running into... Um, like I, we, have, we have the numbers. I'm confident we have the numbers to kill Kurog without them nerfing it. Right, but I I think once it gets kind of past us, you know, you're gonna start running into guilds that just can't make the numbers check until they're like four ten four eleven, and that's just really rough to continue yeah. gearing up past that gear level um, because that's the point where you really can't get that gear from Mythic Plus. Like up to four hundred five, you can just get from end of dungeon, right? Um, you can't get 411 gear from End of Dungeon. That has to come from like Valor upgrades, which are capped, Mythic Plus Cash, which is once per week, or from uh killing mythic bosses, which if you're if you're doing that, you're looking at like, you know, four mythic kills a week if you're stuck and can't do Kurog. Right, yeah. Which will take a while. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll see what this next week brings, but yeah, I expect maybe a couple of uh couple of changes and now we get some really good class changes so we'll see how i, I hopefully there isn't this many changes next week i'll say but, yeah uh, i mean 
Well, this think, is a good like post holiday like you know yeah updates to everything. So yeah, this is like this is they've had one week back in the office basically, and this is what we're getting from their first week back in the office, and that's great. Um, yeah. I do strongly suspect we're getting like ten five by the end of January though. I'm that's my prediction. Yeah, I would agree. And I'm, I'm sticking to it. Um, so I think though that is going to bring us to the end of this episode of the Pika Serenity podcast. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over at the Pika Serenity, you can do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pika Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to come and hang out and learn about the implications and all the different quirks and bugs of all these changes that they're introducing. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. That's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.